Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one grateful page of Talmud each day. And friends, our magical week continues. The week of the halfway point on our journey to read the entire Talmud, all 2,711 pages of it, one page a day. This week, we also mark the days of awe between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And if that weren't enough joy and goodness, we are counting down the days until the publication of How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, a book very much based on this year podcast. So this week, we're taking a few steps back and sharing with you five big Talmudic takeaways, five pieces of advice on how to live a better life that comes straight from the ancient rabbis, but that are still surprisingly relevant to us moderns. We've already discussed the Talmud's advice on how to make time and how to treat your body right. And today, the rabbis teach us another timeless lesson, this one on gratitude. Put simply, it's this, be ingrateful, which isn't the same thing at all as being ungrateful or as being grateful. It's a reminder that gratitude is a complicated feeling that deserves careful contemplation. What do I mean? What kind of contemplation? Behold, the Talmud, as you know, opens with tractate brachot, which literally means blessings. So naturally, the rabbis are curious. How, they ask in the Mishnah, does one recite a blessing over, say, fruit? A short and uncomplicated list ensues. Over fruit growing from the earth, we bless he who creates fruit of the ground. And over various herbs, we thank he who creates various kinds of herbs. But the rabbis aren't satisfied. Why, they inquire, why bless at all? What is the deeper meaning of a blessing? Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa comes in strong. Anyone who derives benefit from this world without a blessing, he says, it is as if he stole from God, the real source of all sustenance. He goes on to offer some biblical passages in support of his ideas, but then remembers that elsewhere, the Bible also says, and you shall gather your grain, your wine, and your oil. So the first verse suggests that all earthly bounty belongs exclusively to the Creator. The second says that it belongs to the people who cultivate the fields and the vineyards. Which is it? This is not difficult, Khalina's fellow rabbis reply. The grain and the fruit and the vegetables and everything else on earth belongs to God. When people follow his commandments, God gives them his bounty. When people sin, God takes it all away. And with that, the rabbis are off to the races. If God gives us grain when we do his will and withholds it when we don't, should we even, they ask, should we even bother working at all? Why not simply, I don't know, study Torah? Presumably, God wants us to know his teachings, right? What could be holier, more important than studying Torah? And trust the Almighty to furnish us with all our earthly needs. And if he wants us to work as well as to study Torah, how much time should we devote to each? Here, the rabbis, as they so often do, reach back to their predecessors, the giants cited in the Mishnah. Rabbi Barbarchana said that Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of the Tanah Rabbi Yehuda, son of Rabbi Eli, come and see that the latter generations are not like the earlier generations. Rather, they are their inferiors. The earlier generations made their Torah permanent and their work occasional. And this Torah study and that their work were successful for them. However, the latter generations who made their work permanent and their Torah occasional, neither this nor that 
was successful for them. And right there, we have a brilliant primer on what gratitude should really look like. If you just cross your legs, sing Kumbaya, and praise the Creator for everything, you're not being grateful. You're being kind of silly. Because the Creator doesn't give you donuts. He gives you water and wheat and sugar, and it's on you to work hard and turn these basics into something intricate and rewarding and so delicious. To pretend like your work doesn't matter isn't to be humble. It's to miss the whole point. But if you just go around and say, hey, I have nothing to be grateful for because everything I have, I have because I worked hard for it because I'm smart and I'm resilient and I'm so great. Well, that's even worse. Because if you do that, you grow arrogant and cold and disconnected from the essential gratitude you should absolutely feel for the force, you could call it God or the universe or life itself or whatever you want, the force that gave you all the raw materials without which you could never succeed. Gratitude, the rabbis teach us, isn't a simple sentiment. It's a balancing act. It's a three-step process. First, you thank God for all that is good and plentiful. Next, you honor the gifts life sent your way by working hard to cultivate them. And finally, you stop and contemplate the balance, the relation between these two, between giving and receiving, between having and doing, between you and God, between you and other people. It's much harder than simply saying thanks or smiling and saying that you feel so blessed. But this way of being in the world, of constantly evaluating these relationships of being in grateful leads you to real growth. If this Talmudic life lesson moved you even a little bit, I have some amazing news for you. There are so, so many more like it in my new book, How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, surprisingly modern advice from a very old book, which is coming out in just a few short weeks from W.W. W. Norton. So if you enjoy this show and you want a little bit more of Talmud in your life and you want to know how the Talmud could change your life, please pre order the book. Now, you could do it by going to your local bookstore, which is always great. You could do it directly from the publisher's site, which we will put a link to in the show notes to this episode, or even through the big website, you know, the one with uh, boxes with a little smiley face on them. Once you've pre-ordered the book, here's what we want you to do. Take out your phone, take a picture of your receipt, even like a screen grab, whatever you could do, very simple, and then go to tabletm.ag slash preorder. That's T-A-B-L-E-T-M dot A-G slash preorder. We will ask you to post your photo, give us your email address, and then we are going to treat you well. Anyone pre-ordering the book immediately receives an invitation to an exclusive star-studded virtual event featuring some of your favorite guests from this show and other people who you don't know yet, but you are going to absolutely love. And second, we will be raffling 10 very special packages that I am hand curating and hand shipping to you and that I know will make your Jewish journey more meaningful, more beautiful, and a lot more fun. So please pre-order the book anywhere you would like, then go to tabletm.ag slash pre-order and fill a very simple quick form and we look forward to seeing you very soon as we continue to celebrate all things Talmudic.
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.